הרמב״ם הלכות כלאיים, פרק חמישי, the fifth chapter. <coughs> I like the first four chapters, this chapter of כלאיים deals with a separate מצווה, which is כלאי הכרם, actually the forthcoming chapters as well. And כלאי הכרם is a separate מצווה, it's not that one may not plant two separate species together, but specifically this relates to planting certain species, we're going to see exactly what, with a vineyard with a vine, it's kil'ea kerem, and this mitzvah is not instead of, it's in addition to the, the regular mitzvah of kil'ea sadeh. Halacha alef. Hazorea shene mine tevua o shene mine irakot im zera kerem, harazeh lo kashitayim. Ahad mishum sadecha lo zizrach it kil'ayim, vahad mishum lo zizrach al mecha kil'ayim. Planting two kinds of tevua, pay attention, tevua specifically, or mineirakot, or vegetables. So it's either tevua, which is one of the five grains, or mineirakot. Irakot are the kinds of, uh, of vegetables, of plants, that have visible leaves outside and that are eaten. So if you plant one of these together with the vine seeds, this would implicate one in two malkuyot, in two felonies. One, not to plant a regular field with any two kinds. And one specifically because this was a vine, and the vine has its own discrete misvah. There is a few conditions, a few elements that need to be satisfied for this to be a, a felony midoraita. So it's three elements. Number one, it needs to be in Eres Israel. Number two, it needs to be uh, one of the Haitao Seora, one of these grains, and Harsan together with the, the, the seed of the grape, grape seeds. Number three, it needs to be together. You take these seeds together and plant them. That is what the original scriptural prohibition was about. Likewise, if someone takes these seeds, puts them on the ground, and then covers them with soil instead of planting them inside the ground, that's another way of becoming liable as well. Likewise, although this was, and I suspect that the reason Harabam brings it this way is because the first, Halacha Aleph, is the original halacha, halacha bet, includes already some expansions which, although they have the status of min ha-Torah, were expanded later by the Rashot. So also, planting uh, not only tevu'ah of hita uh, and se'orah specifically, of wheat or barley, but even any mineyarak, any kind of vegetables, say lettuce, harzan with seeds, or uh, combining one zera uh, of yarak, sorry, so, so there needs to be here a combination of two seeds other than the grape and the grape. Just if it wasn't clear, we are talking about three species here, okay? So you have the kil'aim, and then you're planting the kil'aim together with the vine. And the only kind of 
seed that was originally included within this prohibition was the kind of seeds that have the same timeline as the vine does, that they mature at the same season. They are of the same season as the vine, like kinbas. Some people say kinbas is cannabis. And luf, luf is some kind of, of, a, of an onion. It's of the family of the onions. Any other seed is asur midivres oferim nat minatora. Hachamim expanded this prohibition to Why did Hachamim forbid and yet they didn't forbid the other Kil'ayim that we spoke about before? We, we said that those were not forbidden. This is because of the severity of Kil'e HaKerem, that it's a very severe felony, as we'll see in a bit. And what tells us that this is a severe kind, a grave kind of felony? Because the consequence of planting them when this is in Eres Israel is that they are forbidden in any kind of enjoyment, as we'll see in later halachot. And given that they are forbidden in Eretz Israel, Hachamim forbade to plant them also in Chusala Ares. In the same vein, and in this kind of Kilaim, one may not help the Goy, a Gentile, prepare the ground or do the, the groundwork for this kil'ayim, but he may help him harvest to the extent, or so long as, what's being harvested is one of the of the mixture, so that the mixture becomes less of a mixture after this harvesting. The only thing that's forbidden within kil'ayim is kinds of tevua, the five grains, or kinds of vegetables, like we mentioned earlier. But any other kind of seeds that is not vegetables, and is not, and is not minetevua, um, and it's not a, a, a grain, it's permissible to plant, not together with the seeds of the grapes, but inside the vineyard. So Halakha Vav and On is going to talk about what can we plant inside the vineyard. So I understand. I cannot take seeds of grapes and seeds of anything else and combine them together and plant them purposely to create a mixture. In some cases, this could be Min HaTorah. In some cases, just Min Rabanan. However, I already have a vineyard. May I plant, let's say, an apple tree inside the vineyard? The answer is yes. The only thing I cannot plant is either vegetables or grain, but I may plant other things inside the vineyard. is forbidden to plant vegetables or grain next to, by, beside the vines. Or to plant a vine next to the tevua or next to the yarak. And if a person did do such a thing that planted them not together, but one beside the other, then what can happen is something that we're going to understand right now, and it's called Kedusha. And this uh, Kiddush or Kedusha, or whatever you want to, to, to call the, the noun as, 
קידש, the act is קידש, ונאסרו שניהם בהנייה, means that now both kinds become אסור בהנייה. הירק או התבואה, one would be the ירק or the תבואה, either the vegetable or the grain, והגפנים, secondly the vines, ושורפים את שניהם, את שתיהן, and one must burn, must consume both of them, שנאמר, פנדיקדש המלאה הזרע, because the Torah said, do not plant together a vine with wheat, פנדיקדש, because if you do so, you're going to cause this kidesh kind of situation. By the way, Chachamim learned from here, פנדיקדש, to kadesh, there is a derasha, that the consequence of tikdash is that it must be ignited by or consumed by fire. And even the actual straw, the, the shaft, what's, what's not eaten of, of the grain, and the, and the wood from the, vin, from the vine, it's also forbidden to derive any benefit from the sorfinotan, one must burn them, but one must not burn them in a way that he's enjoying from that fire in terms of lighting from it a, an oven or chiraim or some kind of a stove. And as they are burning, one obviously must not, may not use that heat to, to cook with. Al-Chachet. Now, it's not only planting one beside the other was forbidden, but also letting those coexist within one's awareness. We are going to explain. So you are aware that this is happening and you are letting it happen. That's enough for also causing Kiddush. For example, if you see Kil'ayim inside your Kerem and you let it be, you let it grow, that's enough, if you have that awareness that you know that this happened, it's enough for causing Kiddush. However, a person would not do Kiddush unless those vines or, or that Tevu'ah belong to him. Therefore, whoever, uh, let's say your neighbor planted a wheat field and your field that's adjacent to it, you go right on the border and you plant a vineyard there in a way that the vineyard is hovering over, is shadowing over that field of wheat. That's like from Sechach, from Sukkah. Your geffen on the table of your friend, then what becomes forbidden is your vine and your vine only. You are not forbidding the wheat of your friend. Uh, the opposite if uh, if you if you, you you let the shadow of of the geffen of your friend of the vine of your friend um, make shadow over your tevua then it's your tevua what becomes uh, kadosh not the vine of your friend if you plant a vine next to wheat neither of which is yours then none of them becomes Kiddush. Therefore, whoever plants his vineyard uh, during Shemitah, during Shemitah, 
as a reminder, nobody owns anything, so this is ownerless, and therefore there was no kiddush here. Halachatet. Very special halacha, very interesting, that shows you a little bit, a little bit of an insight as to the psychology, the deep, deep psychology that's behind this mitzvah of Kil'e Akerem. Kil'e Akerem is associated with all things that have to do with Avodah Zarah. Almost invariably, whenever you have something in the Torah that's Asur Behanaya, it has its roots in some deep, deep Avodah Zarah concept. Avodah Zarah, has its roots in some deep, deep archetypal truth, in some desire deep within human psychology that led humans to come up with such rituals. So it addresses those same drives, it controls those channels, those same drives, and takes you away from engaging in those rituals. So if you, but see, you only see the kil'ayim growing in your front field, and you let it be. You don't uproot it. It's forbidden for you to come tomorrow, even though this wasn't yours. So we, we said before, this is not Kiddush. However, you are aware of it. Your mere awareness makes it forbidden for you, for you personally. But for everyone else, this is permitted. If this had been left by, uh, by, by the owner of the field with his own awareness, then this would have become mekudash uh, for everyone else as well, like we explained. A, um, a bully, anas is someone who steals someone else's field. So you have a squatter that took someone else's field by force and planted, started planting there. If that ownership, if, if that behavior, if that adverse possession of the field was enough to establish a hazakah, uh, and that's called even if the original owners haven't given up on this property, that adverse possession is enough to permit this squatter, this adverse possessor, to be able to, to do kiddush inside that land. If, uh, if, if the, the owners have not changed in the, in the awareness, in the consciousness of the community, the community still remembers who the real owners are of this field, then it doesn't matter if legally the original owners abandon this field or they are still claiming it for themselves. But what we care about is what people think, people around, is a matter of perception for purposes of Kil'eakerem, and therefore this would not be enough for doing Kiddush. Um, it's only, it is Mekudash, but only Midarabanan. If the wind moves the branches of, of the vine in a way that they are now covering the actual uh, grain, the tevua. Uh, the, the, the owner must remove them from there right away. And if for some reason he's prevented from going and removing the vine from that tevua, then uh, because he didn't do it and because he had no way of avoiding it after the fact, this did not cause the kiddush. 
הלכה י"ב, אנס שזרע הכרם כשיצא האנס יקצור הזרע מיד. Now let's go back to the example of the אנס, you have an adverse possessor, and he goes and plants the כרם with כלאיים, as soon as he leaves, let's say the original owners regain possession of their property, they must right away, they must remove that זרע כלאיים. Even if this is Holamoed, when we normally do not work the fields except for things that are permitted by the Mishnah, things that, that uh, normally that have a, 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 an irreversible monetary loss. Uh, in this case, this is something that Hachamim said you must do on Holamoed as well. If a person wasn't able to find workers to help him uproot this kil'ayim, he, he is mandated to find, even if he has to pay them, up to one-third more of the going rate. If they are demanding more than a third more, more than a third, a 33% or a 50%, depending how you look at it, premium, um, then that, that's considered as though you didn't really find because you're finding it as a, at a prohibitive price. So then, then uh, he, he has time until he finds workers at, at, a, at a reasonable price and then uh, we, we are not going to hold it against him that he's not doing it right away. However, if if uh, for whatever reason, whether the reason was justified or not, if it happened that this grain and this vine came to the point when they are mekudashim, and we are going to see in the next halachot when that is, then uh, they, they, they became asurim and one must burn them. When are the tevua or the yarak when do they become a Kudash? From the moment that they throw roots inside the ground. Anavim, grapes, from the moment that they look like little white beans, the, the, grape, the grapes themselves, that's when. Shenemar, as the Torah says, what you'll have to burn if you do kill is the filled grain, in other words, it's already mature and that which is ready to be harvested from the vine. So this means until one of them is yazriya, it, 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 it uh, shut roots into the ground, and the other one until it became um, ripe for harvesting. However, if, um, if the tevua um, if the tevua, and we're going to explain this, if, if, it, if it became uh, sufficiently mature and dry, and the grapes, if they were already ready, they are not mitkadeshot. What does it mean? So we are talking about that the kil'ayim happening after the maturing. So if you have the grapes that already grew, and then after the grapes grew, you plant wheat right next to it, uh, although it's forbidden to do so, this doesn't cause kiddush.
הלכה י"ד, כרם שלא הגיעו ענבם להיות כפול הלבן אלא עדיין הם בוסר. have not reached the point of being like little white beans, but they are still what's called bosser. Bosser is something very dry. Yirmiyahu uh, or Yechezkel says, Avot yuchlu bosser v'shinneh, Banim yuchlu bosser v'shinneh avot tichen, or something like that. Bosser is something that if you eat it, your, your teeth become, uh, you lose your teeth because it's very acidic. And you plant inside it and then this uh, shoots roots. This did not cause uh, Kedusha because it was already Boser. Uh, so, sorry, because it, it never got to become like the full Halaval. However, the person is still uh, penalized for this. And the Bed-Din forbids that person from using that uh, harvest. However, they don't for, forbid him from using the actual grapes. And if he then, uh, without the Bed-Din intervening, he, if he uproots the Tevu'ah and lets the grapes be, then he can enjoy, he can derive benefit from the grapes. If some of the grapes became like the white bean and some did not, those that became, they become mekudash, and the other ones are permitted. Grapes that became like the white, the, the, the light bean, the pfol halavan, which is the point at which, if they mature, they become mekudash. And then someone planted next to them tevu'ah or yirakot. And then they proceeded to uproot that which they just planted, either their tevu'ah or the yirak, before it, it uh, shut roots. Then it didn't grow. The second ingredient, the tevu'ah or the yirakot, did not grow enough to cause kiddush. Uh, However, if they did grow roots, it's asur. Halachat et zayin. Gefen sheyavshu ha'alim shelah ve'nafluk k'derech sh'tivash ha'gefen b'mei ha'kor asur l'zroa b'tzidah yarak o'tevu'ah. Ve'im zara'a lo k'desh. A vine whose grapes fell like they fall in the winter, which means that it's not about to bring fruit, it's still forbidden to plant next to it yarak o'tevu'ah, but if a person does plant, this does not cause kiddush. Also, if someone takes a planter that is not, does not have a hole underneath it, when a planter has a hole underneath it, it's a, it's a concept that's very pervasive in all of these halachot, even in Lichot Shabbat also, atzitz nakuv, atzitz sheno nakuv, atzitz nakuv is like karka. Whenever you have a planter that has a hole in it, then we see the whole soil inside the planter as connected to the soil underneath it. It's one unit. So we are saying now, one that does not have a hole. If you have a planter inside the vineyard and you plant inside that planter some wheat or whatnot, this does not cause kiddush, but it's forbidden with the Rabbanan, and therefore the person gets discretionary lashes. But as we said before, if the planter does have a hole, that's just like planting inside the ground. 
היה עובר בקנם ונפלו ממנו זרעים, או שיצאו עם הזבלים או עם המים, או שהיה זורע או זורע בשדה לבן. וסערתו הרוח לאחורה ונפלו הזרעים בקרם וצמחו, הרי זה לא נתקדש שנאמר אשר תזרע וזה לא זרע. וחייב לעקור כשיר אבן כי אימן הרי זה קידש. If the planting happens in an inadvertent way, by accident, I'm planting in my field here and the wind takes the, the, the seeds and brings them into the vineyard and I don't become aware of it, then this does not cause kiddush because the Torah says Asher tizra, that you plant, that's what becomes mekudash, and I'm not planting here deliberately. However, as a second way of something becoming mekudash, if I become aware of this growth right now, and I do nothing about it, it also can become mekudash. However, if the wind takes the seeds that I'm planting and moves them to before me, in front of me, and I'm seeing it happening at that moment, then this obviously is enough for Kiddush. So what should I do in that situation that the wind takes the seeds and I see the seeds flying all the way to the vineyard right in front of me? If I see the leaves starting to spring from the ground, I should just plow that field and that's enough. If I see that the grains started growing, I should take those grains and destroy them uh, in a way that, that doesn't let it grow anymore. Because everything should become a surbahanaya. And the moment that it becomes actual wheat or, or, or the, the, the grain is ready, is ripe for harvesting, that's dagan, then that's the time at which I become obligated to burn it. And if I see it and I let it stand like it next to the vine uh, for an undefined amount of time, but more than the time that it would take me if I was diligent about this, then not only do I have to burn this, but I also have to burn the vines that are next to them. We're going to learn soon how far uh, the vine and the, the wheat or any other grain need to be for this to happen. If what I see in the field, in the vineyard, is the kind of vegetable that most people don't grow in, for human consumption, even if I do want to grow it for my animals, for my pets, or for medicinal reasons, then this would not cause kiddush unless it's a grain that within the context of the time and the place in which I live, is something that most people grow for human consumption. For example, if someone um, lets some weeds or some thorn, some thorny weeds grow next to the vineyard, it's a specific species of thorny weeds, and the reason they let it grow is because in, in, in Arabia, and because in Arabia people have camels, this is something the camels like to eat. And I do want this to grow, and most people in my place, at my in my time, grow these things discreetly. Then the fact that I let it grow beside my vine makes it into kiddush. Halacha <laughs> yotet. 
הקנים והוולד והתדין מן האילן ואינם כלאיים בכרם. Now we said that trees do not become כלאיים, so some examples of trees, קנים, קנים is, is some kind of a, of a cane, perhaps sugar cane, וולד uh, is roses, והתדין, התדין is, is something that's very thorny, we don't know exactly what it is, but it's very thorny, and all of these are trees, examples of trees, and they would not cause kiddush in the kerem. Now, very, very important rule in halacha kaf, because it's a rule that applies for even berachot that we say every day. Zehakelal, this is the rule. Kol hamosi alin me'aikaro. A plant whose leaves grow from its roots. In other words, it's not that it has a, a trunk that grows branches that grow leaves, but the leaves grow straight from the root. Just like, let's say, a carrot. A carrot is a root, and the leaves grow directly from that root. This is an example of what's called yarak. And all other species that don't grow leaves from the roots, for example, a rose tree, so you have the trunk, you have the branches, and those grow flower, uh, those grow leaves. It's not growing straight from the from the the roots. Hareza ilan, that's what's called halachically a tree. Uh, this is relevant for halachav for berachav boreferi halamayim boreferi ayes. Vehas salaf ilan lechol davar. Salaf is what's eaten uh, normally with uh, caviar, sometimes with with fish. It's uh, cappers. So the the cappers, although they look like a plant, it's a bush and it's it's a tree. Ilan lechol davar. Last few halachot. Halacha kaf alef, haro'e yarak bakerem ve'amar kashayagia lo el ketenu mutar. Now we said you have to be diligent about removing the kil'ayim. So let's say you see the kil'ayim in the vineyard with the corner of your eye, but you're working on something else, and you say to yourself, I'll get to it in a couple of hours when I finish what I'm doing here, that's fine. Higia lo ve'avar me'alav, but if I get to that area of the field and I pass by it, and I say, when I do my second round, I'm going to come, I'm going to, to take care of this. Then that's when I start becoming uh, liable for kil'ayim because of awareness, because now I'm not being diligent about this. And if from that moment and on, from that moment and on, I let it grow one out of 200 in this situation of kil'ayim, including my awareness of this being kil'ayim, then this causes kiddush. Now, how do we know if it's one in 200 or not? How do we know? We don't look actually at how long it takes for it to grow. We look at how long it takes for it to die. So we ask ourselves, if I were to uproot this, let's say carrot, I use carrots before, there's a carrot right next to my vine. If I take this carrot out, how long would it take for it to completely dry out? So let's say that you realize that this carrot, it would take 100 hours for it to dry out until it has no more, no more, no more moisture left within it. So now I divide 100 hours into 200. If one in 200 of the time that it would take for it to completely die off the ground passes from the moment that I... I'm able and I'm supposed to take care of it until I do take care of it, 
that causes kiddush. And in this case, 100 divided by 200 is half an hour. And if I let it grow less than half an hour, even if I could have done it uh, half, uh, 25 minutes ago, it did not cause kiddush, and that carrot and that vine is mutar. It's, it's forbidden not only to, to, to plant things next to the other, but Hachamim forbade to actually transport, to carry a, a uh, bottom open planter through the Kerem if it has something inside it that, that will be kilayim with a kerem. And uh, if, if I do pass with it and then I, I, I stop to rest and I lie it on the ground for one in 200 in, in the way we just calculated in the last halacha, this would also cause kedusha, kiddush. Halacha kaf dalet, last halacha of the chapter, basal, shenetao ba kerem, ve'achar kach ne'ekar kerem. Uh, let's say I plant an onion inside the vineyard, and after that, the vineyard is uprooted. And after the, the vineyard was uprooted, the onion finally grew. So we are talking that the, the onion became a sur, right? It became a sur inside the kerem. Then the kerem, the, the vineyard, left for whatever reason. It was taken by a hurricane or something, a tornado, and then the onion stayed there, and most of the onion grew not with the vine next to it. Even if this onion, what grew after the, the vine was no longer there, is more than 200 times what grew when the vine was there, the, because the beginning of that onion grew beisur, grew in a way that made it mekudash, then everything that grows from it is also asur. Because what grows afterwards in a way that's not necessarily forbidden cannot erase the fact that the beginning of it, the aikar, the 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 the, the fundamentals of it, the beginning of it, the root of it was asur. And therefore the whole onion is forbidden. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.